Coming up, today's guest previously sold his tech company, and you'll discover the criteria he used to start his current venture. Also, listen to the part of the show where he shares why it's so crucial for the founder to provide customer support. All that and so much more. The most action-packed content from the top mobile experts. This is the App Masters Podcast with Steve P. Young. Want an easy way to set up your own referral system? Wildfire's patent-pending referral and achievement system incentivizes users to recommend your app to their friends. Check out wildfire.software to learn more. AppRadar will save you time with their unified and connected ASO workflow and save you money with their Apple Search Ads team who will optimize your campaigns and increase your ROAS. Go to appradar.com to learn more. What is up, App Nation? It is Steve P. Young, founder of AppMasters.com, the place you go when you want action-packed content related to helping you grow your app business. I talked to some phenomenal people in the app space so that we can all collectively learn and grow together. Today, I've got a phenomenal guest all the way from Vancouver, Canada. His name is Owen Clark. He's the founder at Ubrand. So if you're a business and you want to build that loyalty, customer loyalty, and you want an app without spending thousands upon thousands of dollars, tens of thousands of dollars building it, well, go to ubrand.app to learn more about how, as a business owner, you can create an app of your own. Owen, welcome to the show. Thanks very much, Steve. Anything I missed from that intro? No, sounded pretty good. <laughs> awesome. Owen. So tell me about the genesis of this idea, because, you know, like, it's kind of interesting, but I think having knowledge like in terms of trying to reach small businesses, that's been, that's really hard. So you tell me about how you came up with this idea. Uh, well, it started about, I'm going to go back four years probably, or even you can go back even further. I'd sold a previous tech company that I built nice. and, uh, for two years, you know, I woke up every day wondering what my next project was going to be. I was on the hunt, I guess you could say. And, uh, it was a, nice spring morning just like it is now and uh, my wife and I went to a small fishing village it's called Steveston it's about a 15-20 minute drive from where I live here in Vancouver and uh, I had forgotten my coffee and I really wanted a coffee for a walk and um, I guess I was standing on a corner and, and on that corner there was three coffee chains all within throwing distance there's one right in front of me one to my right and one to my left and then I remembered I'm not loyal to any coffee chain and I, I always make my own coffee. I, <laughs> and, uh, but I wanted one and I just remembered that I had an app for one of them. So I pulled out the app and I saw that I had 38 cents on it. And without even batting an eyelash, I turned left and started walking to them. And in that one block walk, I had the aha moment. I was like, wow. They just won my business over the competition over 38 pennies. Mm -hmm. And that's, uh, that's when it started. Now, I want to take it back a little bit. Having sold that tech company, where I've heard this from other founders who've sold companies. Was there ever like a, I mean, I don't, I don't want to use the word depressed, but like, were, were you trying to be like, hey, what is the next thing I'm going to do? Were you ever going through that? Oh, yeah. For two years. <laughs> it was every day. It was a fight, man. Like, uh, I was... I had an urgency to start something, but I didn't want to just buy myself a job, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, it, I needed to have it. Had I had a bunch of criteria written down, 
for my next project. And if it didn't fit all of them, then I, it, it didn't qualify. Right. I'm going to assume that you had the luxury of the time. Like, Hey, was it something that you needed it to work right off the bat? Is that a good assumption? Yeah. And I also have another business that sort of, uh, you know, I, I it pays the bills, right? So what's the criteria? What criteria were you looking at? Uh, well, I didn't want to have something that required two sides of a coin to make it work. So, I mean, the simplest version would be Facebook, right? Like right. you have to have a whole bunch of buy-in and it all has to be, you know, generally in the same geography as well, right? Yeah. To make something like, or Uber is another great example, right? I mean, you have to, you have to build the drivers and the, the passengers and they all got to be sort of in the same vicinity, right? So uh, I didn't want that. I didn't want to buy myself a job. I wanted something that once you did the work once, it would pay you for life. Um, there's a whole bunch more stuff, but those are the two big ones. I like it. When you're launching, like what did you, how did you initially get your first customer on board? For you, brand? Yeah. Uh, well, at the beginning stages, you know, I, I offered, I have one, uh, restaurants called Burger Heaven here, and they've been fantastic. And they've gone through all the downs with me, you know, all the learning curves, I guess you could say. Yeah. And um, uh, so they've helped evolve this thing. Uh, obviously, they got it for free. The first pain one, um, it's funny how the web of life, you know, I met some people who, uh, well, I have a friend who introduced me to someone who then introduced me to someone who then introduced me to someone and they signed up. Wow. That's amazing. But they already, yeah. that friend, you already, what you were trying to do. And you're like, Hey, you should talk to this person. You should talk to this person. You should talk to this person. Yeah. And then that person who signed up ended up giving me like, um, the fastest growing chain in British Columbia in the last two years running. And then from there, it's just, uh, wow. you know, you just need need a couple of wins and it gets easier after that right now i noticed your pricing is based off of location too is that like each location has its own app or is it just hey one app for all locations so it's one app per brand and then our pricing is per location and this just allows them to have unlimited customers and unlimited uh you know use of the app based on because we know that ge geog geographically per location, they can only have so many users on their app, right? Right. And so uh, it's not going to go global or anything. I know. So chart Sorry, go, go for ahead. it. No, I thought, the, I thought you were pausing, so I was going to move on. But go ahead. Yeah, so we charge per location. And we know the value per location. And it's, it's you know, they get awesome value. So we're yeah, not. It's a really affordable price. The... You know, I know when we were talking pre-interview, you said a strategy that kind of failed or did not work for you was talking to small business owners. And I, having done this too, Owen, it is so hard to reach these people and to convince them to like really sign up for something. Talk to me about this strategy that did not work as well as you thought. Well, you know, uh, this, you got the small business guy, you know, I love him for sure. Um, but what happens is they carry too many hats and they're trying to do everything and do it all. Uh, they're tight for money so they don't have a budget for extra things. And, um, they just, they, they can't see it, I guess. I don't know what, the, what the issue is. 
And once I switched from changing from those guys to guys who had even just two locations, the, the mindset difference between owners is night and day. So someone who has two locations has learned how to delegate, has learned how to, um, you know, take his eyes off the first location and focus on the second one. Uh, and they just have a totally different mindset. They, they're proactive, they're growth oriented and all that kind of stuff. Right. Or some of the solopreneurs who are single locations, they just never figured out how to, or they're too scared to, uh, do anything new. Right. How do you find these businesses that have multiple locations? Uh, mostly it's through referrals. Uh, that's the best way. That's, that's the biggest way that, uh, we've done it. Uh, so we integrate with point of sale systems and then we get into their sales force and then their source of sales force refers to us. Or, uh, for example, some of these locations, these, you know, the directors of marketing have been in the industry for years and then they like it and then they refer someone else to us. So that's how it's been working right now. So purely your business is reliant on organic, like people referral or if people find you through some means, but you're not doing any type of paid acquisition. Nope. That's awesome. The, no. Now, is it just a referral, like an affiliate deal? Like, hey, you send us a client, we're going to give you a little bit of kickback? Yeah, of course. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. And so, and it's residual kickback too, which is enticing as well, right? Very cool. And so you were just like, hey, how do I find the people? How do I partner up with the people that already have the people that I want to serve, essentially? Exactly. And, and we turn them into resellers. And then, uh, you know, you got to have a good product before they want to do that. But we do, so it all works out. Now, I'm assuming the other business that you have that pays for the bills and all that, that's just running smoothly. Like, you don't even need to be involved as much because you have this time to then focus on Brand. Yeah, my other business I've been doing since I was 16 years old. So wow. I'll give you a hint how old I am here. It's 30 years now. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's, it's, it kind of, it's a well-oiled machine now. Um, it probably takes 10 hours a month for me. That's awesome. You know, I've always had this thing more like an entrepreneurial thing is I needed something to end before I could feel like I can start something else. And I have tried doing another business, but I guess I haven't automated one business enough where I'm like, I can focus on growing the other one. How do you, how do you manage that? I guess you have to feel like, Hey, this is, this doesn't need me as much anymore before I can pursue something else. Um, that's my whole goal period. I mean, right from day one, I've been building a new brand to run on its own. Uh, so that it doesn't need me and I don't want to be involved to be honest. Uh, I, I like my time with my kids. I want to start golf again. I want to go skiing in the winters. I want to travel. So that's awesome. Yeah. How did you set it up in the very beginning? Like having that mindset in place, like what did you do to make sure that you didn't have to be involved? You're talking about you brand? Or yeah. You brand. Oh, I'm still very much involved right now. I mean, it's a five-year project in my head. Uh, we're three years in now, so I got another two years. Um, but things are evolving right on on track, and uh, I'm on the front lines. I do the customer service, and the reason I do that is because I want to hear what's going wrong or what's happening or the feedback from not only our clients but you know the apps serve their clients, right? And every time something comes in, then I look at it, analyze it and say, OK, why did this happen? Is there a way to create a system uh, that fixes this so yeah. that we never have another 
call like this again. <laughs> the I think all founders should do a little bit of customer service, especially in the beginning, because it's like so critical that you understand who you're talking to. So you understand how to talk to your other potential customers too. Yeah. And you know, no one's gonna give customer service like the owner, right? I mean yeah, that's true. <laughs> just, they're just not going to, right? Yep. I mean I'll answer my texts or phone calls or emails at two in the morning, right? Right. The the strategy that is working for you, asking for reviews. What what is this, Owen? Well, I mean, today's world is very much so what we do is we ask for reviews on the apps, right? At the beginning, so here's a here's an example of what I just told you. Uh, you know, we we get some bad review, one star reviews, and it might not have anything to do with the app. It could be with the customer service at the location, or uh, who knows, right? But there's various different scenarios, um, and of course there was glitches with the app at the beginning as well. But only the people who complained would post a review, and then we looked at the reviews and it was like one star out of five and we knew we had an awesome app. We're like, wow. And so when people would go to the app store, they'd see this one star out of five. So we created a system in the app that automatically asks for reviews. A lot of apps do this now, but uh, that changed everything. That's one of the best updates we've done to the app. And now we're averaging 4.9 out of five um, for reviews in 2019. And, you know, uh, what's it called? Social proof, right? right? So now when our customers customers go to the app store, they see 4.9 out of 5, it's social proof for them to, oh, this must be a good app. Let's download it. And, you know, it, it, it creates conversion. Now, I'm assuming, and I think this is right, like you create the app. So a customer comes to you, you create the app for them. It's branded for them. And so that their cust, the, the business's customers can just look for A and B transmissions, for example. Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. That's right. So it's cool. branded to their app. Yeah. And then it's all under your developer ID. So everything's pushed out and you probably have a system to be like, hey, what do you want in your screenshots? Here's where we're going to put and sort of like automatically created. Yeah, we have uh, systems for the screenshots. We can generate them in like minutes really right now. Uh, you made a point there about under our Apple ID. Uh, we used to do that, but Apple's gotten really strict yeah. uh, lately. And so now half of our apps are not under our own Apple ID, which is fine. In fact, it's better for the brand. So now the the brand's app is uploaded under their Apple ID, right? Right. And it even looks more unique and branded and custom to their customer. So um, we're actually in the process of transitioning everybody from ours to their own just because we're, we're being proactive because Apple's rejecting apps left, right, and center right now. Yeah, they it's are. Becoming, becoming a hassle, actually. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I have a friend who built a really big business, like a, a million-dollar business, on just having sort of like niche apps like this. And so the problem is, just for the audience who may not know this, is if you have a similar code base and you have multiple apps with that similar code base, Apple knows this and they're coming down on it. And so you have to sort of separate them into developer, different developer accounts. So that doesn't feel like one developer account has multiple apps with pretty much the same code base. Yeah. And uh, they don't allow me to like, I've played, I have like six Apple developer accounts now just trying to play their game. It's crazy, (laughs) but uh, 
you know, we're figuring it out, I guess. <laughs> so are you putting another, cl- I mean, actually, I don't want to get into this because I don't want Apple or anybody <laughs> else to know any other, what you might be doing. So when you're asking yeah. for reviews, just within the app itself, like, hey, th- are you using that iOS prompt to say, hey, give me, are you enjoying the app? Leave us a review type of thing. Yeah, it says, um, like, as soon as they, they do something with the app, it pops it pops up and asks them, you know, give us five stars. So there's two two forms of reviews. We ask for, you know, is it five plus stars or four plus stars, I mean. Okay. And if they click that one, it goes to the app store. If it's less than four, it goes to an internal feedback form. And yeah. then it'll email, email us, right? Are you or guys are using blaming? a tool for that, like Help Shift? I forgot what they're called. No, we just custom built inside each app. Very cool. I like it. Part of the system. I know a friend of mine did just the prompt itself and he found that like most people are leaving really positive reviews and, but, and it makes it easier so that you don't have to actually go into the app store. If there's an iOS prompt that just allows you to just leave the reviews and boom, it just does that. So it could be another thing that, is that what you do? Like, Hey, four plus you just prompt that iOS prompt. That actually goes back to the app store or Google play. And then uh, to the appropriate screen. So that's really cool. Tag five stars or four stars or whatever they tag, and and usually comments are optional, anyways. So, are there specific features? So, like from the early customers, were there specific features that, as a business, they really wanted? Because I know you have a lot of different features. You can track the money that you've earned. You know how much you've given away. Like all these things. What was like one or two different things that these businesses really wanted? Well, I mean, in the beginning days, we actually made reports based on any request possible, and then we we finally stopped doing that because half the reports ended up being what I call vanity reports, kind of useless. They use them once and then and then never go back to them again, and it's just costing our developers time and money. So if someone wants to report, I don't mind receiving the request, but then I tell them, hey. I want you to think about this for at least a couple of weeks. And if you still want it, then uh, then we'll go ahead and, and build it. But uh, most of the reports are for accounting, to be honest. The accountants need to know, especially with money and liabilities and all that kind of stuff. But uh, marketing also wants reports. Um, so like how many rewards were redeemed, how many... Um, how much money per location was spent, those kind of things. And then they can analyze each location and see which one's doing better and which one's uh, not doing so good. Did you have any difficulty saying like, hey, you know, what's the difference between some of those, like what are those things called, those rewards, like reward star, point of sale type of things? Or like, I know some businesses just have a card. Did you have any like concerns or objections from people, from business owners about that? About... Sorry, I misunderstood the so question like, there. You know, like why you brand versus like, th- I'll just send people a card. You know, like here's this little, little oh, business card. card? And, yeah, physical card where I'll just stamp it or punch a hole in it and that's it. Well, I mean, uh, people don't want the, the digital clutter anymore. Or not the digital clutter, the clutter, the physical clutter, I guess, in their wallets. Uh, everybody carries their phone around with them. So we've resisted uh, the physical card right from the beginning, but... Now we have national chains talking to us, and they're not ready to ditch the physical card. So it's it's funny you ask that. We're actually <laughs> bringing the physical card in as we speak right now. So we're going to have physical card that can attach to the app. Oh, that's uh, cool. I like that. A month or two, right? 
that's cool. Is it just like me taking a picture of the physical card and sort of incorporates it into the app or how's that going to work? Yeah, everything, it'll have a QR code on each uh, card. And so you can just scan from your app the QR code from the card and it'll transfer the money over to your um, to your to your app profile. Love uh, it. That's how it would work. So you, you can use the physical card as a standalone or connect it to your app, however you want. That's cool. Hey, Owen, is there anything else you want to cover before we hit the big finish? Uh, no, I think... Uh, You've asked some good questions. The only thing I'd like to say is, you know, with our business model, I guess, is because we brand it for the company, uh, we don't do any of the marketing for them, right? We right. give them guidance and we have sort of templates and stuff and we have examples of what's worked for other clients. But at the end of the day, it's a pretty cool business model because, you know, we give A and B transmission their app and then they have to market it to their customers, right? So, uh it keeps us out of the marketing um, and they already established their customers as well. So it makes it easy to get onboarding, right? Yeah, no, totally. And like, it, I, I was talking to a app developer who my friend of mine who runs an app development company. I'm like, you know, you, your clients, as long as it's not buggy, they're not going to be pissed at you because you built it right. Like and for me, when people come to me for marketing help, they're going to be pissed at me if their results, their expectations don't match the actual results. And so it was a hard lesson for me to learn that, Hey, you're not going to please everybody. Not everything's going to be a huge success. And so you just got to take with it. So I admire that part of it. I'm glad yeah. you brought that up yeah. too. Yeah. All right. Owen, before we hit the big finish, I do want to thank my sponsor appradar.com. Look guys, if you're looking for an ASO tool, the key components and how we've, we came up with a special offer that says we're going to guarantee that you get an increase in downloads or your money back using ASO. And the key to any ASO project is keyword research. And I've shared a ton of content out there on how to do it creatively and come up with the right keywords. But if you have, if you don't think creatively or if you need a tool, go check out AppRadar. They've got this keyword explorer tool that's going to tell you the type of keywords that are out there that are relevant to your app and that have the scores that you need to grow downloads. So they'll give you their free plan, by the way, will give you their traffic scores, their difficulty scores. They'll help you track your rankings so that you can see how well you're performing. I'm loving this tool so much. I've known Thomas, the founder for years now, and I've seen them iterate on this, on this tool. And I've got to tell you, this is one of the best tools out there, especially because they're giving away so much for free. So if you want to sign up, go to appradar.com, sign up for that free plan. You can track up to 200 keywords with two apps tons of stuff. Their free plan beats some of the paid plans out there. So it is once again, appradar.com. And if you've got multiple apps and you need to sort of streamline your workflow, they can help you with that as well. Once again, it is appradar.com. Let them know in their little online chat that you heard it on this very podcast. Owen, this has been absolutely amazing, but let's go to the big, big finish. Give us one app. We definitely have to check out. Well, I'm sure a lot of you have already checked it out, but the one that we use Every day is Slack. I mean, it keeps the team together. My whole team is all over the place. We have uh, India, Australia, United States, and here in Canada as well. So Slack is our uh, our tool. That's awesome. And then give us a lesson that took you the longest to learn. Patience. And I'm still learning it. I mean, <laughs> not everybody, not everybody uh, you know, I know I have an awesome product, uh, but not everybody's ready for having an app for their business yet. And uh, like our flagship client, they made a decision in 17 days. They're like, 
So that was super awesome, so fast. But uh, to this day, no one else has even come close to that uh, that speed of making a decision. We have one national chain right now who's they're on the edge, but they're pushing two years. So wow. You just, you just, but we're gonna get them. But uh, you know, and once we get them, we're gonna have them for life too. So that's true. Uh, you just be patient with it, right? How do you practice the patience? Any techniques that have worked for you? There is no choice. I have no choice. <laughs> I like it. That's the best kind of technique that I can think of. <laughs> so, and then, uh, you know, just improving by 1% a day, compound that up over the year. And, uh, you know, I look back on where, where we were, obviously, to where I am today and uh, super awesome. So uh, 1% a day is another thing that we, that we practice. I love that mentality. Once again, it is you brand, the letter U brand dot app. If you're a business out there and you want your own app out there to build that customer loyalty, go check out you, the letter U brand dot app. Oh, and if the audience wants to connect with you personally, you want to send them anywhere else? Uh, my personal email, Owen at you brand dot app. Awesome. Owen, thank you so much for taking the time doing this. Thanks very much for having me. Appreciate thank, it. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you at the next chat. Thanks for listening to the App Masters podcast. For show notes and amazing app marketing content, check out appmasters.co.